Welcome back to the Kennedy Dynasty Podcast. I'm your host, Allison, and today I have a very unique episode for you, but one I'm really excited about because it's filled with life updates about me, but also a little bit of White House history, which we love. So before we get started, though, let's do our In the News segment. Big news story of the past seven days. This is very exciting. Via Town & Country magazine, Camelot is returning to Broadway. The musical is closely associated with the Kennedy administration due to Jackie Kennedy's interview with Life magazine, during which she revealed that the late president often listened to the soundtrack before she famously stated, there will be other presidents again, but there will never be another Camelot, alluding to the idealism of the Kennedy years. So Camelot's returning, very excited, get your tickets, check it out. Another piece of news from this week, and the headline is very similar all over the internet. Robert F. Kennedy Jr. can't count on family support to take on Biden. And that one is via CNN, but there are tons of headlines. If you want to dive into this story, check it out. Literally just Google RFK Jr. It's the first thing that pops up. Now for our inspiring clip of the week. One of the inspiring notes. It was recently the anniversary of the very tragic assassination of Martin Luther King Jr. And I've played the speech clip before. It's one I will play over and over. This was Bobby Kennedy's statement on the assassination of Martin Luther King. Take a listen. Do they know about Martin Luther King? Could you lower those signs, please? I have some very sad news for all of you, and that is that Martin Luther King was shot and was killed tonight in Memphis. Martin Luther King dedicated his life to love and to justice between fellow human beings. He died and the cause of that effort. In this difficult day, in this difficult time for the United States, it's perhaps well to ask what kind of a nation we are and what direction we want to move in. For those of you who are black, considering the evidence evidently is that there were white people who were responsible, you can be filled with bitterness and with hatred and a desire for revenge. We can move in that direction as a country in greater polarization. Black people amongst blacks and white amongst whites filled with hatred toward one another. Or we can make an effort as Martin Luther King did to understand and to comprehend and replace that violence, that stain of bloodshed that is spread across our land with an effort to understand compassion and love. For those of you who are black and are tempted to fill with, be filled with hatred and mistrust of the injustice of such an act, against all white people, I would only say that I can also feel in my own heart the same kind of feeling. I had a member of my family killed, but he was killed by a white man. 
But we have to make an effort in the United States. We have to make an effort to understand, to get beyond or go beyond these rather difficult times. My favorite poem, my, my favorite poet was Aeschylus. He once wrote, even in our sleep, pain which cannot forget falls drop by drop upon the heart until in our own day despair against our will comes wisdom through the awful grace of God. What we need in the United States is not division. What we need in the United States is not hatred. What we need in the United States is not violence and lawlessness, but is love and wisdom and compassion toward one another. Feeling of justice toward those who still suffer within our country, whether they be white or whether they be black. We can do well in this country. We will have difficult times. We've had difficult times in the past, but we will, and we will have difficult times in the future. It is not the end of violence. It is not the end of lawlessness, and it's not the end of disorder. But the vast majority of white people and the vast majority of black people in this country want to live together, want to improve the quality of our life, and want justice for all human beings that abide in our land. With and what dedicate ourselves to what the Greeks wrote so many years ago, to tame the savageness of man and make gentle the life of this world. Let us dedicate ourselves to that and say a prayer for our country and for our people. Thank you very much. And for our recommendation segment. Of course, then we would uh, recommend it. As a next-gen leader and for a big thanks to the White House Historical Association, I am recommending following them on all social media and keeping up with them on their website. They also have a phenomenal podcast hosted by president of the association, Stuart McLaurin, called 1600 Sessions. So I'm going to link all of these things in the description of this episode. Check them out. Support them. They're a wonderful organization. All right, if you have not been following me on Instagram and Facebook, but mostly Instagram at Kennedy Dynasty, you've kind of missed out on some big news. The reason that my episodes have been a little spread out lately is because I have been working on a really big project. And that is going to be the case for a little while. I am going to continue to put out episodes as much as humanly possible. I have Anya working with me, who is absolutely fantastic and amazing. And we love Kennedy Dynasty, of course, and we'll continue to make this show as good as we possibly can. But I'm going to update you on a little life event. I'm actually going to read you the statement that I posted on Instagram and Facebook just because it puts everything together pretty nicely. But we just wrapped an amazing first week of production for a new documentary feature, Agent Number 9, and it's the film telling the story of American hero Clint Hill. I am the film's producer working alongside director Ashton Gleckman, who you've probably heard from on this podcast before if you've been listening for a while. Clint Hill 
as many of us know, served five United States presidents in the Secret Service from Eisenhower to Ford and was the head agent for Jackie Kennedy's personal detail. He is best known for his heroism during JFK's assassination when he climbed onto the limousine and shielded the stricken president and Mrs. Kennedy. It is the honor of a lifetime to be a part of making the film about his life, now at the age of 91. I am beyond thrilled to be working with Ashton, with cinematographer Dakota Dial, and camera op Jeffrey Holland, my husband. I am just so excited to help tell Mr. Hill's story on film coming next year. So pretty big news, very exciting news, and I'm here to tell you Mr. Hill is absolutely wonderful. Lisa is absolutely wonderful. They are just a gift and a gift to my life now, and I'm just so grateful to know them and be able to tell this story and work with this amazing team to do it. So big news. Very excited, and I will keep you guys as updated on the process as I can. And right after we filmed at their home in San Francisco, we... And by we, I mean me and Jeffrey landed back home in Nashville, quickly got our girls, and then we went to the White House egg roll, which was so exciting. And that's where a big thanks to the White House Historical Association comes into play. Because I am a next-gen leader with them, I was invited and able to get tickets. And what a memorable, absolutely exciting experience that was. And really surreal um, as a mom and one that... Just within the last three years, I've celebrated my um, podcast anniversary a couple weeks ago. So three years, this dream came about that I didn't know I ever had. It was literally just a little hobby that I didn't think I would continue forever. But this podcast has led to so many things and so many connections and so many amazing people. I mean, (laughs) the film and now being invited to the White House and doing this incredible podcast weekly and connecting with all of you, all of it's because I just kind of press play on a mic and spewed knowledge. (laughs) And I'm just really grateful. So anyway, what I was saying is it's just really surreal to watch my kids there and know that I was able to bring them and it's just a gift. And they had so much fun. It's funny because my youngest, she actually got like scratched on the way to the White House. She like tripped and she has a little a little boo-boo on her foot. And she keeps being like, I got that at the White House. She's telling everyone that. And I think it's so funny. But let me tell you a little bit about our experience there. And then I am actually going to today cover on this episode, the history of White House Easter traditions. And yes, I know I'm a week late, but I was clearly a little busy last week. So bear with me. And I still think it's still the early spring season. It's still fun to give this episode a little lie. So I'm just going to go with it. Okay, so the egg roll is actually on the Monday after Easter. So it's not on Easter Sunday. We still dressed like we were, it was Easter. But, um, and you can check out those photos. I've shared a few on my Instagram at Kennedy Dynasty. But we got dressed up, went over. There was a lot of people there. We waited in lines and then they allow you to go in. There was a screen outside the White House which showed President Biden and Dr. Biden walking around and talking to people and all that. But I think they went back in the White House about when we got on the lawn, which is okay. Just an honor to be on the lawn on in general and we just had so much fun so they had so 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 many incredible opportunities for the kids they had character meet and greets they had hors d'oeuvres they had egg hunts they had all kinds of amazing stations where they could work with different uh, people on space things and on engineering things and building Legos and like super fun stuff like that. Ooh, also when you're first entering before you get to the South Lawn, they had a bunch of like MLB, NBA, NFL players there working with the kids and they could do different sports challenges and things. And that was really neat. So what we did mostly was hang out on the South Lawn, did a little bit of the egg hunt stuff. Cause once you brought back some of the eggs, you got a prize. They hung out with Bluey. 
They had the cast of Lion King there doing a performance. They have readings on the lawn. Flotus actually does one of the readings, but then there's other people that do them as well. So we just hung out and took it all in. It was a beautiful day in D.C. I spent a little more time than probably necessary at the fountain because, I don't know, I think that's such a special piece of White House history. I mean, I've, I obviously go straight to thinking of those photos of Jackie sitting there with John Jr. swimming in the fountain. And that was almost exactly 60 years to the day before we were standing there. So that was kind of surreal for me. The girls got lots of candy. They got their commemorative little egg, which we're going to talk about the history of that, which is now on their little shelves in their room. So wonderful time. Shout out to my friend Haley. I know she listens and love her. Love seeing her every time we're in D.C. And thank you for holding on to our tickets until we can get to them. So now that you've heard my experience and what a wonderful one it was, I'm going to talk about the history of the White House with Easter. Yay! My sources today are White House History, White House Archives, Clinton White House, History.com, Today.com, George W. Bush Library, and NBC News. So to break down what actually happens a little bit, as I already told you, the egg roll takes place on Easter Monday every year. And during the event, children roll dyed hard-boiled eggs down the South Lawn and hope that theirs travels the furthest without breaking. Again, that's one of many activities they have for the kids. So the egg roll had previously been hosted on the grounds of the Capitol, but public usage of the grounds was restricted by the Turf Protection Law, which happened in 1876. And this was passed after egg rolling activities that year damaged the landscape. This means that the egg rolling tradition could no longer take place. But in 1878, President Hayes invited egg rollers who had been turned away by the police at Capitol Hill to use the South Lawn, which was traditionally where the presidents and his family held private Easter celebrations. Hence, a new tradition, the White House egg roll was born. Although the event did return to the Capitol as a one-off in 1942 when it was moved from the White House due to security reasons related to the onset of war. Makes sense. Now, while the egg roll tradition officially began in 1878, it has been suggested that Abraham Lincoln and Andrew Johnson held more informal egg rolling parties during his presidency. Now, although the grounds of the White House have been used to facilitate the egg rolling tradition since 1878, egg roll receptions did not become customary until 1885, where participants were greeted by President Grover Cleveland, although Gerald Ford was the first president to attend since Eisenhower. So there's a little break of attendance by presidents. Cabinet members and celebrities also greet visitors alongside the first family, and At this egg roll, we did not get to see her, unfortunately, but Hallie Bailey was there, and she is obviously playing The Little Mermaid coming up. We were hoping to get to see her because my kids are big Little Mermaid fans, but that's okay. I did see that she got to greet a lot of kids, which is wonderful. In 1974, President Nixon introduced a new tradition, the egg roll races. Other games, including egg ball, croquet, toss and catch the egg picking, had been played for years. Now, egg roll races were not the only White House Easter tradition to be introduced during Nixon's presidency. One of First Lady Pat Nixon's staff members dressed up as the Easter Bunny and greeted children on the South Lawn for the first time in 1969, thus beginning the tradition of an official White House Easter Bunny. We did get to see the Easter Bunny, too. Wonderful tradition. And President Ronald Reagan held a hunt for wooden eggs inscribed with the signatures of famous people in 1981. This started the tradition of wooden eggs, which are signed by the President and First Lady, being distributed as the official keepsake for attendees of the White House Easter egg roll, who are under the age of 13. So, I have two kids, we got two. Previously, Pat Nixon had given out certificates of participation, and Betty Ford and Rosalind Carter had given out plastic eggs containing printed notes. 
Real eggs were used until 1929 when they were replaced with plastic and eventually wooden eggs due to the smell which was produced by the real eggs. Which this year they actually did use real eggs again. They were hard-boiled dyed eggs. So in order to get your prize from, you know, the egg hunt, then you would bring back your eggs and then they would reuse them and then, you know, take them back. So it kind of cleaned up the South Lawn, kind of. (laughs) There were still some crushed eggs and stuff, but I'm sure they had a cleanup crew and they were good to go. So I thought it was interesting to use the traditional hard-boiled egg. I've never hunted with those, but I know that's how they used to do it in the olden days. In addition to the events, traditions, and customs, different presidents have introduced forms of entertainment that have not necessarily been embraced by previous or subsequent administrations. These include petting zoos, a circus, an antique car exhibition, giant balloons, Broadway shows, folk and maypole dancing, fun runs, cooking demonstrations, talent shows, and story times. Since 1977, the American Egg Board has presented a decorative egg to the First Lady, who is responsible for planning the event every single year. I told you there were a lot of people, and I was not joking. Approximately 30,000 people attend the White House egg roll every year. Tickets, which are distributed via an online lottery nowadays, are needed to attend the event, but this wasn't always the case. So, because nobody's allowed to attend the festivities alone, children used to stand by the gates of the White House in the hopes that a lone adult who was eager to tour the grounds would pay to adopt them so that they could gain entry. Some of these children would leave immediately after they'd helped their new adopted parent to get in, and they'd search for another adult who they could convince to pay them. That is very sneaky. Also, the egg roll has been canceled on certain occasions. In 1918, this was because wartime restrictions on food consumption meant that the destruction of eggs could not be allowed. Food conservation efforts also led to the cancellation of the event between 1946 and 1948, though it had already been suspended during World War II and it would continue to be suspended from 1949 to 1952 as the South Lawn was being used as a construction zone. In 1959, 1964, 1978, 1984, and 2001, the egg roll was canceled due to bad weather, although in 1984, it was replaced with a tour of the White House led by the Attorney General. That's a pretty cool replacement. In 2020 and 2021, it was canceled due to the COVID-19 pandemic. And now here we are back at it, and I am here to tell you it was wonderful. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed this Easter traditions of the White House slash Alice in Life update slash whatever else I covered of this episode. Make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss when an episode is available. Please rate the show five stars and write a positive written review if you have not already. Follow along with my journey at Kennedy Dynasty and I will talk to you guys soon. Come on and vote for Kennedy. Vote for Kennedy. Keep America strong. The Battle of Waterloo was one of the most famous turning points in world history. But what happened next? My name's David Montgomery, and I'm the host of The Siecla, a history podcast that tackles exactly that. Join me as I cover France's overlooked century in between Napoleon and World War I. The Siecla, spelled S-I-E-C-L-E, is part of the Evergreen Podcast Network and can be found wherever you get podcasts.